Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Public Access Podcast on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network. I am your host. My name is Rusty Diamond. And today's show is brought to you by Rolex. When Roll W is not quite enough, Roll X. <laughs> so today, I am going to bring on the one of I had I had a very short list of people who I for comedians that I would have any time on my show anytime and you know what it was like anytime I was hosting a show and when inevitably someone's going to bail I got a hold of my guest and comes through and crushes it and and i just i've enjoyed watching all the sets everything and uh just always always rooting rooting for, for her and ready to go and so uh right here right now uh, right here right now uh <laughs> I, I'm getting into a song, but uh, Michelle Cochran, how you doing? Oh, I'm well. Thank you, Rusty. That was really, really sweet. Uh, I am very well, very delighted to be here. I adore you. I love this podcast and uh, I I love that room. That was, that was a room to be remembered. Yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting spot. I've, had uh i had dan wianko on and he was kind of the uh the resident comic of that place and yeah he lived yeah. out there or yeah. he still lives out there yeah I, I think he still does and um yeah it was just it was an interesting spot and it was the guy who hosted it did not like myself or the other host but kept us around for a bit uh long enough and oh, i don't God. know what happened to him but um he's probably not listening but he may be, <laughs> he may be but what's his least, name what's his name uh, his name is wade shout and out to wade shout out to wade if that is his real name we thought he was in the uh witness exchange or witness protection program so oh it could God. not be his real name we're not too sure but so some guy who who goes by the name wade uh that's him but it was yeah it was a that's fun funny. spot and I, I liked it being far enough out of town where it was you know it was it was a, a something special for people out there and yeah and don't usually get comedy so uh, it was it was fun definitely until, yeah he left it but um, how long did you host that show for, show for how long did that show go for i think that one went maybe a couple of years maybe wow. somewhere around it yeah and then yeah and then he ended up um shutting down the place and went to a different location and, and yeah that was the end of it and i was it was okay i was i was ready to move on at that point um <laughs> <laughs> i would have kept hosting the show but i think i was only living there maybe another few months before i moved so gotcha yeah. There was there was one night I remember in particular 
Jake Silverman was on the show and oh. he started tearing apart some guy at the bar <laughs> like made fun of his sex life like I think he he crossed the line a little bit this was kind of in his early days of doing crowd work and uh-huh. he didn't find that right balance of like not being too mean and like being mean enough and oh this guy was not having it he almost started he, like I feel like he was this close to starting a fight with Jake um but uh, it was it was a memorable moment, and I think about that moment often. And um, that room holds nothing but warm memories to my heart. I like I liked the belts that you had that you gave out. It's great. You were you were the first person with the belt. Oh my god, was I really? Oh, that's yeah, oh, that's, that's I, yeah. You were the first person. I totally forgot about the belt. Oh, I never uh, forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. We. Uh, <laughs> it's the I shiniest forgot. thing I ever won. Yeah, and I. Think, I'm pretty sure that Sid still has it, and because um, I, I think he gave it to him when I moved, and uh, yeah, and I yeah I remember it was it was an interesting thing. But yeah, you had it for for a little bit, and uh, I was I don't know that was just totally something I guess has slipped my mind. But I mean, so you're still doing you're doing comedy, your um, your uh, dirty racket. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, just doing it all. Um, how's how's all that going? How's I mean, tell me about what's going on with everything. Yeah, it's going well. Um, comedies, I feel like comedy's back to where it was before the pandemic, and that's been really exciting. We have like up to three mics every day of the week in Portland, which is insane. Whoa. Yeah um we have shows almost every night of the week showcases and uh we have so many new people it's really exciting i currently i was running a show at the cruise room every single thursday i ran that about a year before the pandemic and the pandemic happened and then it came back uh summer 2021 and then fortunately, this last May, they shut down the cruise room because of a, it's so stupid. Like, I will never own a building or business in Portland, Oregon. Basically, the cruise room decided to build a door in their, in their little building to connect to the outdoor patio, but they didn't get the right permit or zoning license to do that. And so... They were continuously fined until it reached $60,000 and the owner didn't want to deal with it and shut down the cruise room within like a week or two of everyone being noticed, notified. And that happened in May. And I was out of town the week it closed. I had vacation planned. So it was very sad and bittersweet. Um, I I really enjoyed hosting there. That was that was the first thing I ever really hosted show wise, and I, I learned a lot. And it was it was really exciting to be a place that were a lot of comedians for showcases. I tried to get new faces as much as I could at that at the little show. Um, so that was really sad. That was a big bummer this year. But uh, about a month and a half later, my good friends Hewitt Pagansucker. And Amani Danae, Hewitt reached out to me and wanted to host a show with both of us, me and Amani. And 
We now host a monthly show called Giggles Gone Wild at the Get Down, which is Where's right that? across. It's across oh, from sorry. Loyal Legion. No, you're fine. It's it's this new music venue that just popped up this May. Uh, the owner's trying to be the next Doug Fur, if you will, when it comes to music oh, venues. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right, uh, it's a really cool spot. He does a lot of house shows, DJ shows. Um, it's like the place is souped up from head to toe. It's got all the lighting you could ever imagine. The bar is very cool. Um, he struggled a little bit during the summer to get people to come to shows there because summer Portland, nobody wants to go inside. So we were kind of worried that he wasn't going to make it through the summer, but he did. Um, but we have come to find that it's hard to get people to come to a venue that not very many people know about. We're averaging about 30 to 40 people a show, and the owner wants us to have at least 100 minimum people a show because he's basically, Whoa. I know, that's how much he gets for his weekend shows. Like, he he needs to have at least 100 to 300 people to, like, make it worth his while because he, it's not open on Wednesday nights, so he's coming in on his time off helping us with the lighting and we have the bartender who's now is working that night. It's hard to do a show at a venue that's not just already open. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. a lot of added pressure. And unfortunately tonight is actually going to be our last show at that venue. We, we started in June and we just couldn't, we just couldn't get people there. Um, uh, I mean, a hundred person comedy show is a hell of a draw. It's really I hard. Mean, I don't know. I I don't know if I've been on more than more than a handful of shows that were a hundred, <laughs> and the ones that were less were pretty far less than a hundred. Yeah, and it was just yeah. I mean that that's a that's a tall order there for that. And especially yeah. on a Wednesday night, and yeah, like the the first place I hosted a show was um, what became Eastburn. Mm. Um, but it was called the Rapport Lounge, and that was like I didn't know that. I don't know when that was. That was probably like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, maybe. Wow. And yeah, I mean, no one knew what that place was, and it was trying to, yeah, without people knowing the spot, it's hard to. It to is. Wow. So that was before Barbara Holmes, because yeah, took over. it was years before that was. Wow. Yeah. That show's still, still going, by the way. I was going to say, um, she's still doing that one. Yeah, that has to wow. be the longest running showcase, I think, right now in Portland. Her partner, Lewis, now mostly runs it, and she's kind of doing things on the side, but it's still going. It's going to be cool. okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, yeah, that's a long time. That's got to be probably at least seven or eight years. That yeah. Wow. At least. And it was every, every Monday, I think. Every Monday at eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. See, I mean, people know that now. Yeah. And I mean, that's like something that's that's in there, especially if you're, if you're I mean, if you're a comic. But I mean, even people, people, I think in Portland know the you know Eastburn, and because yeah. I mean, it's it's a spot. But yeah, I mean, it can be. There's a lot more to putting on a show than people think. Oh uh, my god! Yeah. And yeah, and, and I mean, trying to wrangle comedians is 
as an art in itself. Yeah. I mean, there's just trying to to run a show or yeah, try to like there. I don't know how many shows I had where everyone who said that they were going to be there showed up. There was mm-hmm. a few. Yeah. I mean, you always have to be ready to pivot with that stuff, and I don't know. It was it was tough. Yeah, definitely. What are you drinking right now? It's like a uh, a sparkling water thing. Okay, I thought it was like a candy cane flavored thing. It looks like a, like a it looks like a candy cane from here. I wish <laughs> I wish it was a candy cane flavored drink. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is that a new Starbucks coffee peppermint drink? What they got going on over there? There should they should make. Well, I don't know. I don't know if a peppermint sparkling water would be good or not. I know. There's probably a reason why they haven't done it yet. Yeah, I have a feeling that wouldn't that wouldn't go over very well. But maybe like if it was like a mint latte thing, you know, if Ooh, they got yeah. like, you know, maybe yeah. extra Starbucks get on the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Take take that down to the notes there, Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're absolutely right. It is incredibly hard uh to host a show, especially a weekly show. Um, I yeah. also have had times where, you know, I've had half my lineup, so we couldn't make it, uh, especially during COVID. So that, that couldn't be helped, but like, y- you never know because we're comedians and comedians are very flawed humans. And, um, and a lot of us have ADHD and another thing, a lot of other things going on up there. Like I, a lot, I have some comedians who told me that they just had like a, the worst anxiety attack of their life that day. And they just, they're so sorry, but they couldn't make it. And I totally understand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it makes part of the biz. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of the way it is. And it's I mean, yeah, you can yeah, okay, I get you. I got you. Yeah. That's that's fine. And I mean, and with something like that, I mean, you can't really give a lot of notice, you don't say right. Well, uh Tuesday night at seven o'clock, I'm gonna have a a, a huge panic attack. Right. <clears throat> yeah but, uh, exactly so i'm not gonna be able to make it but yeah yeah um i don't know it's just been yeah it's it's a tough thing so um so are you looking for another room uh yeah that's a good question i met up with hewitt and Monty last night and we are we are looking for another room um i i love working with them they're really really good people um and are they fairly I, new they are um, they've been doing comedy for almost, I think, two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So they, they started like kind of right before the pandemic, more or less. Um, okay. So yeah, they're great. They work very hard. Amani's killing it right now. And Hewitt runs another show at the Goodfoot called Laugh Basement, which has been fucking kicking ass. Um, so we're thinking we have another venue in mind somewhere on Hawthorne. Um, we're going to go look at it next week and see, see what they say. It's, it's a bar. Uh, we're thinking the Hawthorne hideaway. So it's a bar. It'll be open and a lot of musicians play there. Um, he would, he would found it. Are you, uh, yeah, I don't know. Someone, uh, gave me the idea of, of mixing it back up. I think I was talking with. Uh, I think I was talking with Warhol Kaufman. Do you remember that guy? Oh my gosh! Yes. What happened to him? Is he still doing comedy somewhere in the world? Yeah, he's he's down in uh, Southern California now. Oh wow! But yeah, he was down in 
San Francisco for a long time and mm. went to a bunch of other places. But um, he, yeah, he was saying like to get uh, to start doing a show with musicians and comedians again. And I was like, because the good thing about musicians is they're good bringers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can count on musicians a lot more than uh, than comedians to bring people in, bring in their friends to watch and just uh, for timing, even if it's just, you know, one band, maybe, I don't know. But it, I mean, it's it's a hard thing trying to time the two and, you know, which one goes first, which one, you know, and if people are going to get there before or walk out after. But I mean, just, yeah. I mean, with, a, I don't know, I keep going back to that 100 people for a, a weeknight. Um, Dude, it, yeah, we never, we never got that many. Wasn't even yeah. close. But I get it. it it's a huge, it, the venue is humongous. Like, I think it's close to 5,000 square feet. And so, like, Whoa. I don't know how he's been able to keep the lights on this last year. It was some guy from Silicon Valley in his dream or somewhere near silicon valley he said he's from the he's from the tech world down there and his dream has always been to open a music venue and this place became available it's really cheap to have a liquor license in oregon and he was like why the hell not and so he did it and um he's still he's still going strong the winter has been really good for for attendance but yeah bring him Sorry, is he bringing bands in then? Most yeah, was- he's got a lot of fun bands coming through. Like, um, I don't recognize any of them, but the shows are selling out. He says a couple of them are. Uh, one Ooh. band that I really like that played there, Brass Tracks. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're like this fun. He's he's like this trumpet player that plays the hip hop music. Very very fun. Cool. But, um, yeah, it's a it's a cool spot, and I hope they do well um we just we couldn't figure out how to get people down there on a Wednesday night so I I don't know who could I mean I don't know what you get I mean even if you had uh you know a a name come through on a Wednesday yeah. night so like pulling 100 people for that is hard in a place you know unless it's helium uh right you know and an established that, comedy venue you know yeah yeah, every time I told someone where our show was, every every single time, where is that? What is that? I have no idea what that is. So that doesn't help. <clears throat> yeah, and and now Harvey's is gone too, right? Dude, yeah, that was a big bummer. I think that was kind of during the pandemic, early days of the pandemic, that place went away. And that that was a big bummer because Harvey's was... Harvey's was such a, a good place for um, more kind of like experienced comedians. The comedians who basically couldn't get a hosting spot at Helium or like would take forever to ever be able to host at Helium were able to host shows. They were good, and but they couldn't just get there. They're able to, Harvey's ho- asked them to host and you would be able to host five shows a weekend and you'd be able to meet some really, really talented comedians come through. Harvey's is like nothing to joke about they had some big big names come through there um yeah and they do a really good job selling out that room they're i can't even tell you how many calls i got from harvey's asking me to come with 10 free tickets or whatever so 
I remember when I was a, not a kid, but, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you know, getting the, I, I don't remember, was it, it was at least 10, might've been 16 free tickets or something Dude, hell yeah, they, man. they used to do, but then the, the place would be packed. Yeah. And I mean, they make their money with liquor. With I food. Assume, yeah, food, and food and yeah. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a blast. I mean, I think I even bought the album of the guy that was performing that night and, um, yeah, it was, it was fun. I, I really liked that. And then we did the wrestling shows there and you did the wrestling I mean, shows there. Yeah, we did that. Those there for at least a year or two. Um, and that was fun. That was a lot of fun there. And, and then, yeah, going down, uh, Incredible. downstairs. Yeah. Where the tunnels were was that whole, that's, that's a whole different can of worms there. The um, Shanghai tunnels. Yeah. Cause it was like blocked off. It, it was like, uh, like there were entrances from there but they were like bricked off like they put Mm. bricks up there to close the entrance wait why were you going down there that's where our uh dressing room was oh wow so yeah it was was, spooky yeah it was a little spooky it was it was cool but um but yeah i I liked harvey's a lot and uh yeah, they, it offered a lot of opportunities for a lot of people and, and, and experience um, in, a, in a club setting. You know, I remember one of my first times there, I watched Annie Miller perform there and it was it was a blast. Um, you know, she's doing big things down in L.A. Cool. But, yeah. So it's just helium now, which is fine. But it's just so many comedians in the city. There's so much competition. Yeah, is it? Uh, I mean, I don't want to. I don't know. I I remember it being there's there's a certain group of people. You, you don't have to answer any of this part. Um, there's a certain group of people who you know what the hosting was. Certain group of people, from what I remember, uh, and that, yeah. that can be that can be frustrating in itself. And uh, but yeah, they... I mean, that's, that's how it is anywhere. It is, it is how it is anywhere. And you just have to be, just gotta try to be better than them one day. And that that's the goal. Um, but they did, they do do this. This is new. So there's a new owner helium, Nick, he came on kind of right at the beginning of the pandemic, another Nick. And he does this, um, he does this show like battle of the hosts or whatever, where he'll have people sign up if they want to like maybe host a night or two at helium or a couple weeks during the year. And so he, he does oh. fun things like that, that open up the doors to new faces, which is really cool. Um, but yeah. you are right. It is mostly the same people that have been doing it for a long time. And uh, a lot of those people have left to go to LA and a lot of them are now back. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> Yeah, I mean you gotta wait for them to <laughs> yeah. It's but... just like a, a job at the post office. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta wait for someone to retire, move, or die. Yeah, and, pretty uh, much. And yeah, then they, they come back and yeah. But yeah, I mean it's I'm happy they're back, but now yeah. they have their they have their old hosting spot back. So so, I mean, that's what it's also about going and, 
you know, making your own room. Yeah. And, I mean, because, yeah, then there's also, yeah, people that are going to reach out to, I don't know, like I, I was going on other shows just because I had a room kind of, I felt for some of those and uh, whatever, but I was, I don't know. It's, and you get kind of get to do it your own way too. And mm-hmm. I mean, helium is the spot, but yeah, it doesn't have it to be is. the only one. No, nope, it doesn't. Rusty, you're absolutely right. It doesn't have to be the only spot. So. Yeah. Wherever you are is the cool spot. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Are you still doing, are you doing comedy anymore over there? You're in Colorado right now, right? Uh, no, I was in Salt Lake City. Oh um, shit, that's right. Salt Lake City. Yeah. Yeah. Uh there was like a few spots, but I was I was not into it. I I thought about it. I was doing it while I was in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I actually saw Jake uh perform out there. I saw Jake and Jeremiah. Dude, hell yeah. And uh that's awesome. I saw them out there and then but yeah, now I'm out in uh I'm in Connecticut. Oh so. shit. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna start up a show here soon. I'm just sort of getting my my bearings and stuff. And I was waiting for everything to like I just I, setting everything up and everything has been because I don't know. I wish I just had a laptop and that was my only thing that I had. Mm. <laughs> but um, I have I like to keep all my stuff analog, so I have. 10 million wires to 10 million things and yeah it's just setting all that up is a lot of fun oh my gosh I can only imagine yeah so I'm still in the process like for a lot of music making stuff is all analog very cool yeah so that I mean it's it's cool except for the chords so but um I mean I wouldn't that's the way I like to do it. And that's the way I've always done it. And so to segue into that, so you, Dirty Racket, how did yeah. Dirty Racket come about? That is a great question. Um, God damn, when did that start? Like 20, 2017 or something? I, you know, I have always loved making music and I I decided that I was going to incorporate some comedy into making music and write I random I like to write songs that never went anywhere and I had a song about drinking LaCroix. Um Crunk yes. <laughs> on LaCroix is the name of the song. And I was like, screw it. I my I know somebody who can help me mix it and um we sat in his studio one day and god bless this guy he made up the beat and mixed it like in the same day um shout out to Sean um and uh I basically just wrote sang the lyrics to the beat in the studio and we finished it and it was great and I was hooked ever since uh and Dirty Racket the name I really like the word racket, like turn, turn off that racket, you know? Um, Cause that's yeah. why I feel like my music is just loud, obnoxious noise. Um, 
silly noise and then I was like well putting the word dirty in front of everything is cool or fun and I was like dirty racket so a lot of people think it's a, it's an old gross tennis racket when they first hear my name but whatever only the true fans know what it really means that's right all my 11 followers on Spotify knows what it means so yeah I love it I think making music is so fun I wish I my goal in 2023 is to make more time for it I'd love to make an album um I I think her, this sounds crazy. I think writing, making music is way more fun than writing jokes. And I think uh, music is way easier as an art form than comedy is because, you know, music's kind of universally loved. Your comedy definitely is not going to be universally loved. And every single show is different. And every single joke you say will be received differently. And that's the beauty of comedy is like, you never know what you're going to get. You have to adjust and be there in the moment the whole fucking time. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you're going to sink. Yeah. I mean, I've had people. I've watched them that have a very set set list and that's it. And if you get to joke three and nobody's nobody's liking it, like there's nowhere to go. <sighs> and I you just watch them just go down and down I mean, you got to be able yeah. to to pivot that and uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's hard it is hard um, but so you did one track with Shrista yes uh, lady I, boners lady boners was the Shout one yeah. with, with a z <laughs> <laughs> not not with the z but it, it oh not, not with the z okay <laughs> it would have been good if it was with the z though lady boners with the next yep with the next it was uh it was very very fun god that song's old too yeah that was a, a few years ago so then were you, you said you were were you doing music before like when you were growing up mm, yeah i've always been musically inclined i played the violin growing up mm. i was like in a youth orchestra so i loved doing that and then college came and drinking drinking became more important than anything so it's not playing yeah um but I've always been in a choir I was in gospel choir in college like music has always been in my life I love going to concerts festivals you name it I think um Post Malone is my favorite rapper as you know oh yeah uh, thank you again for that sweatshirt you gave me the compliments I get when wearing that are endless and awesome. I I love it so much um sure but yeah music's always been involved in my life I love I'm gonna keep on making music and comedy until I die I just like creating shit that makes people feel one way or another art I mean, as long as they're feeling that's what yeah matters. if they're if they're not feeling I mean exactly change it up exactly i'm kind of gonna go a new like route with my with my music i think i'm gonna do more like serious songs which is kind of weird but i don't know i kind of want to make them good and like be taken seriously if you will it's what you're feeling and yeah that's what you should be doing yeah so have you ever played violin while doing comedy or started orchestral singing while you're doing comedy i have, have not. those two ever what could they ever exist in the same same universe that's so funny my dad thinks i should do that 
Um, <laughs> I, I, have you ever seen a comedian with a violin before? You know, I haven't. I have. There, there might not. be, but I haven't seen one. That would definitely make me stand out. More. The comedian with the violin. Yeah, stand out more. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just. Um, for some reason, I've always kept the two separated on stage, and maybe, maybe this is the year where where I, where I unite them. Um, it's hard to like talk when you're playing the violin, but I could like say a joke stop. or a punchline, and then yeah, I could stop, yep. and do a little diddle. Uh -huh. um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't. So, but we'll okay. see. You know, twenty twenty three, new year, new yeah. me. Yeah. So, okay. Well, okay. And so, okay. I'm looking at your, your bottom part down here. Uh, Crocs oh. enthusiast. I oh like that very much. Uh, I also am. I am. Uh, I'm actually a Croc knockoff. A knock, cr knockoff Croc. Enthusiast. Oh, a knockoff Croc enthusiast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, although I did go to a Croc. Um, I, the first pair of Crocs I had were knockoff Crocs. And then I went and bought a pair of Crocs. I went to the Croc store um, at the Mall of America. There's a Croc nice. store. Yeah. And shout out to Mall of America. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was into it. But I mean, I just think I like the, the knockoff ones. I even have knockoff croc slippers oh my god cute okay so what brand is that are they still calling themselves crocs but they're not the official um company? no there's been a few of them that i've tried um my newest ones are nautica brand but there was some other ones i don't remember what they are i threw them out i got to one no that was a pair of shoes so there was a pair of shoes that i wore all the way down to like you could, you know, stick your finger uh, and like make it go in. Not like it wouldn't touch my foot, but it was about as close to it as I could. Mm -hmm. There's not really any tread left. And I stepped oh, in wow. dog poop and I just, oh. I threw them out. I just, I was, I was taking, taking Sometimes my cats on a walk. Yeah. Yep. And I was just like, nope, screw it. And I walked home in my socks. Taking your cats on a walk? Yeah, taking my cats on a walk. Oh my, oh my God. Are you from Portland, Oregon originally? Uh, I lived in Portland, Oregon for over 30 years. So <laughs> oh my God. That, that's very much a Portland, Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Taking the cats for a walk. They just, Great. That's know. wonderful. If your cats yeah. like to do that, that's awesome. Yeah. it's It started out when we were in Minneapolis and, um, it, you know, it was negative 20 30 degrees below zero whatever it was oh and my god Fuck we were in, yeah we were in like an apartment building that had these long hallways and everything was inside so just walk through walk the hallways walk up the stairs and cats liked at least one of them did at the time but now now i have two cats again and so take them out for walks it's harder here but in in salt lake city they definitely got a lot of walks and um oh. Yeah, the places we lived, people definitely knew the cats more than us. <laughs> and it was, oh, we're gonna miss, we're gonna miss shithead and 
never anything about like me. It's never like, oh, we're gonna miss you. It's like, oh, your cats were so nice. Uh, just gonna miss them so much, so friendly, and Aww. we'll see you later. But wait, one of your cats' name is Shithead. One of my cats' name is Shithead. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, so we got the cat. The cat's name was Bo, like B E A U, and. Okay. Um, God, it was just a fucking tear. It was so nice when we like went to the pound and found it, and it was like, oh, this cat's so nice. Then we get home, and it's just a fucking tear. It just oh, everything just, and there, we had another cat, Buttercup. That's how they get you. Yep, and it just terrorized this cat, and it's like, ah, oh, like fucking just this little shithead. Uh, and I'm a big fan of the jerk, so shout out to the jerk and the dog in that movie is shithead and so ended up calling it shithead and then eventually the cat became like the best cat uh just super great cat and now his name is shithead but it's a good cat and really friendly and nice so it's kind of a a weird name and then we got another nice cat uh, yeah thank you and uh in salt lake city um so during February for Black History Month, any cat that was black or tuxedo or dog was free. Shut Which, the fuck up. What? Yeah. Yeah. In Salt Lake City? In Salt Lake City at the pound. Anything that was black was free. And I was like, well, this is a little... This is a nice way of trying, but failing horribly. Oh my, so, oh my God. Yeah, so got a free cat during Black History Month. And um, wow. Uh -huh. Yeah, so that was that was an interesting one. But yeah, so now I got two cats again. But so what is that cat's name? Uh, Leon, we were watching. Uh, curb your enthusiasm a lot and leon leon black's a character and so leon black. uh, and he yep and it was just like it's got to be leon black and so um wow yeah it was it was an interesting one and it was fun but so yeah they so basically leon is shithead's cat um, <laughs> we, thought, we thought we were gonna have two cats but it just became his cat and they get along great and Aww. they now it's, it's pretty all right and that's sweet yeah um so you're a croc croc enthusiast what's your <laughs> what's your croc game back to yeah back to one 110 well i meant to ask you do you have any gibbets for your crocs do you have any little i do not okay um i feel like i would those would be trouble for me um do you have you have some oh, what, yeah. what are your ones you have i have quite a few gibbets i have well my god bless my friend she got me all these gibbets i have some mushroom gibbets i have a, some a lips gibbet i have a harry styles gibbet and then i think i have some sunglasses like random like beach things uh it's it's all over the map but mostly a lot of fun psychedelic looking mushrooms on my crocs i love crocs i think they're great i have i only have one pair i wanted to get the post malone crocs but those are a fucking fortune um a gibbet a post malone gibbet 
Yeah. I They're don't one. have a post Malone gibbet yet, and I'm sure there are post Malone gibbets. I need to get on that. Yeah. I think you do. I'm slacking. Yeah. Do you, so uh Crocs the way when they came about. So the movie Idiocracy um mm. came out, I think in two thousand six, two thousand five or so. Mm-hmm. So uh Mike Judge ended up getting those for the movie and he's like these things are so you know dumb like nobody's gonna wear them and um you know put them on so everybody in the future is wearing wearing the crocs that's and, hilarious yeah and then it just and they blew up and they blew was, up yes yeah, i was a late adapter or adopter to them it was it took me a long time but they green eggs and ham to me with the crocs they green eggs and ham to me I was like, these are great. I'm gonna wear these every day. I wear I wore them every day except for one, even when I was in Minnesota when it's you know tons of snow and oh my uh, god, everything. I'm like, I'm just gonna wear crocs every day. That's gonna be my thing. So just uh yeah, crocs, crocs all day. And so yeah, I'll, I'll I'm like turned into Mr. Rogers. I have my outdoor crocs, I come home, put on my my house crocs. And... Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow you're you are you might be a bigger crocs enthusiast than i am actually so but i don't i don't wear the crocs but i don't come across people like you very often they're not crocs they're not they're not crocs Crocs. they're not the knockoff crocs but yeah they're they're we're we're a certain type of people that there's not as many that yeah if you wear it if you know you're in the know you're in the know yeah 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 we yeah. we don't have much i guess i don't have much dignity when it comes to fashion i'm just i'm just gonna wear what i think is comfortable and looks cool and that's crocs for me so. I'm, I'm the same way and it's yeah if it does the Fuck trick yeah yep. yeah yeah uh, uh yeah okay and so the other thing a uh, huge guy fieri oh guy fieri, fieri fan, fan. I, i'm a big guy fieri fan how did that come about? <sighs> Great question. Um, is that from the, uh, the By D? the way, Rusty right now is reading. So for work, we have this like set up on our Zoom. Uh, this is, I guess, Zoom and Warmly, the company Warmly merged. And so now you can do like these cool name templates on your Zoom and oh. you can like say what, what you're into. And so I decided to post everything as you can see. Uh, and I say that I'm a Guy Fieri fan. Um, I, um, I just, every time I travel and I'm in a hotel, I put on drivers, diners and drive throughs and I just, it's just, it's so comforting and I fall asleep to it and Guy Fieri is just the nicest guy. And I, I, I'm really into the show. I'll put on that show whenever like i i need something in the background i just like the sound of of his sweet of his sweet voice and him eating food i guess it's just very very comforting and um <laughs> just just really like it i was guy fieri for halloween this year as well so he takes you to flavor town he takes me to flavor town yes yes so, so wait you were guy guy for halloween this year i was guy fieri for halloween yeah okay um quick quick side note to this so my sister um her husband was guy fieri for halloween one year oh my god and had a picture 
and he got uh his, his I think it's his bank card. His bank card is him dressed as Guy Fieri. And uh oh so my God. That, that's never something uh you wanna you wanna do. I I you know uh post it and then like at their wedding all the people who were the um like you know ser all the server people serving food or you know cater the all the caterers were all wearing like you know guy fieri style you know flame shirts and stuff it was that's hilarious that's yeah. amazing so hell uh, yeah yeah i love you know, that I, I'll have to see that picture of, of you dressed as, as Guy from Yeah, Halloween. I'll send it to you when we're, when we're done cool. here. I'll send it to you. Awesome. He had uh, on his website, he had Guy Fieri costume kits that you can buy. And it came with like the shirt, not a flame shirt, a different bowling shirt, the visor, the hair, the glasses, some tattoos. It was great. Awesome. That's a, yeah, that's a fucking score right there. It was. <laughs> <laughs> good times so well hey so where where are people gonna gonna find you um besides walking down the street in uh, their crocs <laughs> people can find me on all social media platforms you can find me instagram it's rochelle cochran Find me on Twitter. It's Rochelle Cock, C-O-C-H, because there's not enough room for the R-I-N. You can find me on YouTube, Rochelle Cochran. Find me on Facebook. You can find me anywhere. Tonight will be our last show at the Get Down for Giggles Gone Wild this year, but stay tuned for a new venue location next year. Ooh. And um, yeah, follow me on TikTok. I'm trying to trying to break a thousand followers in my life so let's let's you get that do the lives. yeah <laughs> oh is that what happens when you break a thousand you can do the live <laughs> yeah yeah nice so we'll, we'll get you up to a thousand i think that, that's the plan thank you so much yeah big yeah, goals for 2023 yeah yeah thanks thanks for coming on and um yeah i mean always always fun i'm glad we get to to connect and i'll I'll throw this up today for you and you can do with it as you please. And Perfect. Yeah. And yeah, I hope you have a, a good, good rest of your day. Good rest of 2022 and uh, fucking you. even better 2023. Hell yeah. I feel like it's going to be your year, Rusty. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Big 2023. Big ups. <laughs> That's the show, <laughs> man. <laughs>